guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. I'm Paul Damien. And this is Kenny. This is Paul Damien's first episode on a comic book episode. Welcome yeah. to the comic voice. I didn't read the comic, I watched the movie. <laughs> yeah. So. But I know a little bit about the the comic still. Yeah. So it's okay. Halfway there. <laughs> that's that's yeah. good enough. And the comic that we are talking about is All Star Superman. By yeah. Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. Featuring Superman. Yes. I think this is actually the first Grant Morrison book I've read. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I was like literally looking I mean, he's like one of those Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly are both those names that are just so iconic they come with the industry, you know what yeah. I mean? But I was trying to look at Grant Morrison's actual like disc or bibliography and I was like, I don't think I've read any of this. Yeah. So <laughs> this was my first true Grant Morrison read, um, which is pretty neat. And I definitely can see why he is like a a big name in the industry. You yeah. Know what I mean? You can really feel the acting chops um, behind behind this. You yeah. know what I mean? And the, the, the writing chops is what I mean. And it definitely reminds me of like Jason Aaron or one of those bigger Marvel writers who just have that, that Klaus that they can kind of just yeah. take command, you know? Mm. So... Um, yeah, no, this is, this came out in 2005, I want to say. No, 2003 is somewhere. 2005 was right. 2005, I think. Um, this was during, DC was trying to do an all-star line of books. And so these were their first two big ones was all-star Superman and all-star Batman. Oh, okay. So there is an Mm, all-star Batman too. Yes. But I think all-star Batman only has nine issues and Mm. was never finished. And that one was with... I think it was it was Frank Miller and J- Jim Lee. I oh, believe. so it was like a whole different thing, though. Yeah, and so it and I don't think they were supposed to be interconnected at all. But it was just like it was supposed to be these high tier, big name creators coming on to do like definitive ideas of these characters. Is kind of what it was. Is All Star Batman also like an origin in a little bit of a way Actually, that this kind of is? Because I feel like this is a little origin esque, where obviously mm-hmm. he rewrites some. Superman. See, I feel like it's the opposite. Isn't? Really? I feel like this is meant to be the finale of Superman. Interesting. So, but I think All Star Batman was actually All Star Batman and Robin, and it was oh. supposed to be Robin's like introduction to Batman. And of course, it was Frank Miller, so he wrote Batman like a psychopath. So, <laughs> so it was a very weird book. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> and and what sucks is like I'd want to do it for this podcast, but yeah. it's not done like and they will not ever finish it yeah no yeah so 2005 <laughs> to 2008 was the run for all-star superman. superman okay that makes sense now i want to look up all-star batman because you got me intrigued yeah go ahead and look it up <laughs> Paul i see even the artwork mm-hmm. for that oh yeah i mean it was jim lee so it yeah. looked fucking good um you watched the animated movie since mm-hmm. it's on hbo max at the time of recording this yes um you had to watch it in two sittings because <laughs> we tried to watch it last or at the beginning of this week and yeah. the power went out. <laughs> yeah. Got this rainy How weather. Did you, did you rewatch what you had already watched or, or? Um, just like a few minutes of what I had already watched just kind of to get myself back to where I was. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I finished it. Yeah. yeah. It was all right. It was all um, right. I just, I, I know a little bit about the comic. Uh-huh. Um, and I also under I know that this is just like a precursor to um, more Superman comics to come. Like oh, okay. uh, it's like a precursor to Superman One Million. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's weird because like it's all it's. I I think 
it, it has a lot to do with time travel as well. I the think stretch it's stretch of comics. Yeah, I so, think it's like multiversal almost as well. Yeah, I think so. And and so it's like both before and after Superman One Million. It's kind of weird. It is weird. This this book is very weird. Yeah. Um, Kenny, Frank Quitely's art in this book. Um, how did you feel about a lot of the visuals? See, the this is what I the artwork for this is what I expect kind of from Superman, which is like you know semi outrageous. It like mm. pushes that border line of like alien fantasy, you know, especially mm-hmm. that first shot we even get of like his parents, you know, like yeah. their outfits and the fact that it's very you know alien. Um, it was a lot less jarring for me, funny enough, than the movie was. Oh, really? I felt like the first couple shots of Superman in the movie were much more jarring to my brain for some reason than reading this comic, which just felt very uh, what I would expect Superman to be, which is kind of like overly pretty boy with blue <laughs> eyes, you know, like big buff pretty boy with blue eyes. Dude, that and that's kind of like overdone. Of him. <laughs> that shot, I love it. It's yeah. so it's literally him. It's boopy. breaking into the book. Yeah. And it's him opening up the capsule to to Dr. Quintum's, like, like pod. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was disappointed watching the animated film because I thought they were going to lean more on the quietly kind of Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And all they really did was just give him, like, defined lips. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's true. This was so weird. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like they exactly, they somewhere met in the middle of, like, standard... (laughs) like wb DC. you yeah. know uh, animation style and frank quietly they're like we're gonna do like a little bit of quietly <laughs> in there but not enough to actually get there yeah so, but i actually really enjoyed it and i mean a lot of the ink and coloring definitely complements it a ton to where this book was very visual you know this yeah. was like a yeah it was a lot to look at yeah. at times and it pushes that surrealism of you know a little bit more realistic than your traditional comic books art you know i agree um which has got its, you know, it's got its blessings, but we still get these sick moments like this where, you know, the, the color, like once again, the inking and coloring really uh, adds to it and still gives it like a very uh, nice fantasy kind of feel. Yeah, you know? it's almost watercolor mm-hmm. at times, you know. I it's, like the contrast in the panels too. Yeah, definitely. Um, but as far as this book actually goes, I don't know. I have a weird relationship with superman y'all kind of yeah. know that y'all heard yes. me while we were all trying to watch Definitely. the movie together i kind of hate superman yeah and the only reason that is is, is the same reason i have a, a beef with most of the dc universe which is that they're just a bunch of overpowered assholes you know what i mean <laughs> they're a bunch of one punch men who just like aren't even weak against their own weaknesses and i mean this was kind of that you know what i mean and i, I get like that is the kind of the premise of the story which is that you know the the thing that gives him his power is ironically the thing killing him and in those last that last amount of time it's super powering him yeah. you know but even beyond that it just is such a silly concept to me exactly yeah. that even in in the end he's the strongest he ever was it's just that's <laughs> superman you know i see and i think when it comes to that kind of stuff it's um it's almost like you're right like it's it's hard to write a character that is nigh invincible like superman Mm -hmm. and so i think it's it's great whenever a writer can come on and figure out a way to write a decent job with that with you know basically killing superman's a hard job and finding a way to mm -hmm. do it that makes sense is a mountain to climb yeah and so i think that that was literally that there's a scene where Lois Lane shoots Superman with the kryptonite laser gun yes. 
And I think that's literally Grant Morrison saying to the audience, I'm not going to use kryptonite in this story. Yeah. Which is literally like if you ask somebody, how do you kill Superman? They say kryptonite. He's saying, no, not in this one. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why I am like all in on this one. Yeah. Is because, it's because like, yeah, it's, it's, it is completely different than what you would want or expect from a Superman story while also paying all this homage to Superman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, while we're on this topic, I would like to know, how would you kill Superman? <laughs> if Can you, you think of a creative if, way? If yeah. you were going to write a comic, how would you do it? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, so in 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 this book, they do the idea where maybe he's not really dead. You know, mm-hmm. he's, oh, yeah. he's up in the sun, like, fixing it. Well, or he what? becomes it, Superman 1 million. Well, see, that's what we even... No, he's... That's... Superman 1 million's different than the golden Superman. Yeah, I know. Oh, so these are two different things. Yes. Because that was something we were even discussing, is I had no idea what Superman 1 million is, and he does make a small guest appearance yes. in this book, you know, and so I was wildly confused <laughs> at what was going on and he just having not a... does show up in the movie. No, he does not no. show up in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's maybe, like, what, three, four issues that aren't... Yeah, there's approaching four. The movie. It's, it's the... the God dang it, what's his name? It's Jimmy Olsen the Jimmy Olsen. to Doomsday. Yeah, the Jimmy Olsen bit. There's two Bizarro book uh, oh issues. The Bizarro yes. issues and the then flashback the, issue. Yes, the flashback issue with Father Kent, mm-hmm. Pa Kent. And then there's a fifth one, which is the one where Superman's trying to do like everything he can within a short amount of time while Dr. or Leo Quintum is... Trying to figure out what to do with Candor. Yeah. I was surprised Quintum was a lot less uh, visible in visible the animated in the, in film. They basically had him at the beginning and then a little bit at the end, but they yeah. kind of took his entire premise out of him because he's important, a lot more important in the comic book, is one thing I'll say to you is that he's. I thought it was kind of silly, like, you know, the one, one of the major differences is the choice of how Lois Lane finds out about Superman's condition, which is that in the comic book, Quintum tells her through like context of like, oh, you don't know, this yeah. is what's going on. And it was just a much more casual, like, Hey, this is what's going on yeah. straight from yeah. Superman's mouth, and the uh, and I thought that was kind of a bummer because I liked Quintum. He yeah, was a no, character sure. that I, if anything, took away from Grant that from All Star Superman. Being like, I kind of like this guy. Is this yeah. something that existed a lot more outside of All Star? No, this is his only appearance. Yeah, for anybody listening, I don't know shit about Superman or his <laughs> fucking universe. So it's like a lot of these characters were like incredibly confusing for me. <laughs> like I know, obviously. Uh, Abomination, whatever his name is. Uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. <laughs> Abomination. <laughs> That's hoax enemy, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, to go back to your question, Paul Damien, I would do what Grant Morrison did in this book, and it's like I would just put Superman away. Yeah. Like put him somewhere where he has to stay in order to make sure that the universe keeps working the way Like a we... metaphorical prison, exactly. if not a literal one. You, you know what I would do? What would you do? I would do old man Superman. Is, what, what would that be? Is that like Kingdom like Come Superman? Dying of, like, just him dying of old age oh. and, like, enemy after enemy coming to fight him. Kind of like King yeah, Thor situation. How many years would this take? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll shoot. So, like, how would this be right? so far in the future that, like, no one exists anymore? I mean, yeah, I, potentially. Don't Kryptonians like, only live to be, like, 500 years? Isn't that the, their actual, like, lifespan? I, I think no that's idea. something that even got mentioned in this, was that their lifespan is around. 500 years interesting so i, I think that's about I didn't get, but I didn't it could be that. extended yeah. potentially with the sun i mean i guess that's I mean, arguable because he has the power of the yellow sun he could yeah, extend it way beyond that uh, plus what ian was telling me before the science is whatever you write it to be <laughs> absolutely i mean that's just it these are i mean there's you know I mean, they're they're 
they, it's like they keep it grounded enough that it's something we can recognize, but it still can be bent, you know, to exactly yeah. have things like Superman exist, where it's just like, yeah, sure, yellow sun radiation gives you ultra powers. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. It makes his, it like quadruples his lifespan. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, for those who haven't read this comic book, Superman is told he di- he's going to die, yeah. basically, and that's basically the premise of this book from is solar cancer. What it what will Superman do with that knowledge going forward? And I was surprised that he took it wholesale. You know what I mean? He took it as in like, yeah, I'm. I this guess I'm happening. gonna do it. I guess I'm. I'm kicking the bucket. You know what I mean? Yeah, no denial at all. Yeah, you would think that Superman would be like, well. Let's see what, you know, Batman has to say. Let's see what, you know, so-and-so right. has to say. You know, like, it's it's pretty remarkable that that we just have to go with, like, yeah, Superman, he's going to die. He's such a kind soul. He wasn't even sad. <laughs> like, um, okay. <laughs> so, Sorry. like, leading up to this story, we're, like, I guess, were him and Lois Lane not married? That's one thing that's, no. like, confusing for me. See, like, so, things like yeah. that, like, him revealing his identity to Lois Lane. Like, I would assume that by 2005... They would have already been like more of a legitimate couple in the DC Definitely. universe. So the fact mm-hmm. that they weren't, yeah, the things like that. I was is why I was assuming that this was Grant Morrison kind of taking his own, yeah, no, for view sure. on yeah. these kind of situations. You know what I mean? And like retconning them a little bit is where I was just a ten tad bit like because you could feel you could feel how important this story is to DC and even beyond and like and now even to the DC like uh, broader yeah universe and like yeah. cinematic universe. You know, there's a you know the quote from Man of Steel that's plucked directly from this book and put yep. into which i thought was really neat um you know the they'll stumble they'll crawl they'll follow you into the light um yeah they'll you'll have your day in the sun yeah that one that whole bit yeah you'll know it. it's iconic i don't know <laughs> i don't care about superman i don't like the man of steel that much um no but no yeah this was supposed to be like this evergreen story where no matter what crisis has just happened anyone can pick up this book because i I mean to look it up hold on let me look it up real quick what year was superman created and let's take a guess before you tell anybody 1965 damn that's so close to what i was even gonna say that's creepy a lot older yeah think about it this way Captain America was made for before World War II, and Superman's definitely older than Captain America. He's a, re- I mean, Captain America was like a semi response to Superman, and kind of, yeah. So what, like nineteen twelve? See, that's what I was gonna guess. Nineteen twenty. You say twelve. I'm surprised to find out it's 1938. Oh, okay. We haven't oh, even okay. come up on a hundred years of Superman yet. Dang. But what I, I guess tr- that would be a big deal. We would be, we yeah. would know of. They'd be like the, the hundred years of Superman. <laughs> yeah. No, but what I'm trying to say is like in the year 2038, for sure these like primary characters in this book: Superman, Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, mm-hmm. Lex Luthor, Perry White, and the Daily Planet. All of that stuff will still be exactly what it is, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, 17 17 years years from from now. now. Exactly. And so that's what I I love about this book is that within this 100 years, like anyone could have read this story and just been like, yup, Superman. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) That's so true. They're kind of like time. It's actually a timeless little world they kind of live in where they've never truly changed. I guess you could argue that. Yeah. And and so I, I I I like this book a lot. Yeah. I, I it it 
it was challenging for me because as much as I do know about Superman, like it's, it's, I don't know about Solaris. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a lot of these side things, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I was sure Dr. Leo Quintum existed in the DCU until I had to do research and I was like, oh no, this guy's only to this book. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. And so there's actually a big theory about this. So apparently fans have theorized that Leo Quintum is actually... Grant Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe. Kind of. (laughs) Yeah. But um, that it's actually Lex Luthor. At the end of this book, at the end of the story, Lex Luthor has Superman's powers. Mm -hmm. And he's... It's not until the powers are, like, rapidly fading from his body that he finally sees the interconnected, like, web of life that everything exists. Mm -hmm. Which I wish kind of quietly had drawn because like lex luther only describes it. yeah you know what i mean if we could have gotten just a it moment seems so out of place in the movie when he's talking yeah about it. yeah and i was like are you gonna you I- gonna show us <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so i wish we kind of saw a, a glimpse of that but the idea is that that changed lex luther and so he went back in time and read <laughs> i know the dog just thought about it. see i'm not even thinking about the side <laughs> sorry but like he went back in time after learning his lesson and changed his identity so he could actually save the world mm-hmm. like superman had said like you could have saved the world a long time ago lex you just are now deciding yeah. you know what i mean like that's the the fan theory, and so is the theory also that he grew hair, or is <laughs> yeah, it a wig? I guess he. I mean, he's he's Superman. He can do whatever the hell he wants, man. <laughs> no, but and if you notice in the cartoon, both Quintum and Lex Luthor are drawn exactly the same. They have completely different voice actors. Didn't even notice. But they're they besides the color of their eyebrow and their hair, they have the same skin tone, same bone structure, everything. Huh. And so I think the animated movie was tried, homaging that basically. Yeah, they're that like leaning mystery. harder into that idea. Yeah. I love that. That's but cool. I mean, that's just a theory. Yeah, that's just fans fucking around, is really what it is <laughs> at the end of the day. But I can see why they would say it because like like we were talking about, this comic is so strange, and the way it ties into other comics, like mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of time travel. Yeah, yeah no, so. definitely. <laughs> it's, it's it's possible. It is possible. possible. It is possible. This book is also chock full with not only different versions of Superman, but like like just Superman analogs as as all around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every confrontation that he has in this book is either a bizarro or a doomsday or other heroes that rival superman like samson and atlas mm-hmm. at one point lois gets the power yeah or lex- someone literally blessed with his power exactly yeah. what I'm gonna say. <laughs> lex luther gets the power and then there's even fucking lilo and and bar yeah bar other L. kryptonians yeah, yeah other kryptonians that show up it's just crazy that like besides i guess solaris and parasite mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it grant morrison was just like what if all what if all the bad guys are just superman or superman <laughs> <laughs> what if everybody else is superman so like brainiac but superman <laughs> doomsday See? but superman yeah. i think if i were to write like a definitive in quotes superman story it would have to be brainiac because yeah. like i think it would actually be lex luthor maybe he's older maybe he's like been in jail for a long time Mm -hmm. and superman has to go to lex luthor to like get his mental help against brainiac i think that would be my well here since y'all are a little bit more of dc fans who's the bigger bad guy brainiac or dark side dark side dark side right like he's more of the thanos where brainiac would be like uh who would you compare him to Um, annihilus 
Like Dark Ultron, or like an Ultron? Yeah. What would you say? Dark Side's worse than Thanos because Dark Side yeah. kills just everything. Yeah, Dark Side's all about. Well, I just mean as far as like the the ultimate bad guy on <laughs> yeah. scale yeah. of you know where they're putting you know these. I mean, and well, even the beyond. ultimate bad guy in the DC universe would be like the Anti Monitor. Yeah. Well, the Anti Monitor is unaware of like what it's truly doing though. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not even evil. It's just uh, exists. Yeah. To <laughs> like destroy. Like Galactus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Paul Damien, I wanted to ask you, um, do you think that Darkseid is like the true opposite to Superman? Um, yes. Yes? Yeah. You I mean, would, I kind of. Kind of. I like, if, if you had to pick like two beings in the DC universe to like battle it out for all of eternity, it would be Superman and Darkseid? Oh, hell yeah. I think that makes the most that sense, right? That would be really cool. They're the only ones who could battle it out that long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something you could argue. Yeah. Well, depending on where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if they're on Earth, Superman, I don't know. Because he could handle Superman pretty damn well. Yeah. And his Omega Beams will definitely do way more damage than Superman's laser beams. Is that yeah, really so, what they're called? Yeah, yeah, they are called Omega Beams. And they, like, angle. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I know enough about Darkseid to know he's a goober, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they're That's... really cool. They can follow, like, two different people mm-hmm. at once. Yeah. And, like, um, the they Flash barely Omni outran one then. one time. The Flash what? Barely outran one one time. Oh. And Green Lantern got hit by it. That's, like, how fast Sorry. they are is that yeah. the Flash can barely outrun it and he can run through but time. But I think it was Wally mm-hmm. West, so, I mean, it's whatever. Oh. It's <laughs> barely, barely the Flash. Um... Uh, Wally West is, is one of the fastest. S- Superman All Star. <laughs> All Star is Superman. Yeah. Basketball Superman. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you feel about this story, Paul Damien? Um, it was okay. Like, what what it, irked you is what I guess I'm trying to ask. It was just really uh, repetitive. Repetitive. Everything. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you kind of said it. It's, it's very much like, what if every villain or was Superman? Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't say repetitive so much as it feels like it feels like a bunch of small stories put together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Into and, like into like something that's not totally like a cohesive yeah. start to finish. You know I what guess I mean? That's more how I feel. Yeah. It, like it's just. I, I feel like it, the the main story is completely overshadowed by all these little coincidences that's, that pop in and out. That's a yeah. good call. It's yeah. like Grant Morrison wanted, like, they were like, all right, this is the story you need to tell. But he was also like, well, these are the stories I want to tell within that time frame that yeah. I have. And mm-hmm. so he, like, you know, managed to fit them in, but they don't totally work to be like, you got all this done yeah. in, like, the <laughs> three months you were dying? That's wild, you know? <laughs> I think that was something that because grant morrison was kind of the one that pitched this whole idea to dc and he was like i want to do a bunch of vignettes little stories of superman that would Mm. like there would be ties along each issue that obviously lead to the finale but it's all it's it it was meant to be 12 small stories and i think there was a couple of stories that kind of bled into two issues Mm -hmm. so i think ultimately it was like 10 stories or nine stories if you consider the first issue and the last issue to be one story and so i i I liked that i liked that reading it and i was very shocked to see how much they wanted to shove into the animated film you know what i mean no it was Mm -hmm. mind-blowing how much they managed to get in there and how much it was truly like page to screen you know like verbatim you know grant morrison's words you know and i was actually very impressed by that exactly i didn't expect the bar l 
and yeah, you Lilo. know Lilo yeah. kind of bit. I thought that was something that would definitely get washed over. So when he flew back in, and the city was like that, I was like, oh, we're really gonna get these two. <laughs> All right. In the comic book, Paul Damien, um, Superman gets stuck in the underverse, and he can't. He's he's withering away because he doesn't have the proper solar radiation, mm-hmm. and so he has to convince all the. All the, all the bizarros all the bizarros on the square earth, earth to like build him a rocket to fly him out of the underverse and there's one bizarro who is the opposite of bizarro because out of i think so it was he's like, superman he, he yes. is and essentially his, superman without the powers of superman because he's okay. not super bizarro that's yeah his name is different yeah his name is zabaro <laughs> his name is zabaro like the pizza <laughs> Nice. And so when I was reading this, I was loving it. The whole Bizarro section, I'm glad they didn't put it in the animated yeah, movie. Yeah, me too. That would have been fucking wild. It should be its own movie. Yeah, Honestly, I think it. that would be a great own movie and it's and it's a thing. You should read it. It's yeah. it's it's but good. I see like that's the square earth that he has to deal with, and I'll show you Zabaro. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing was that I was coincidentally reading this issue on July 4th. <laughs> yeah. But there's a whole bit where they do the reverse national anthem they all <laughs> sing the national anthem but because bizarros talk mm-hmm. like an opposite you know and yeah. so they do the the opposite of all the words to the national anthem i was sitting here on july 4th trying to read through that fucking nonsense <laughs> i had a love hate for this issue because i hated reading it <laughs> yeah i hated so, having to read the goddamn bizarro backwards like, nonsense there was a part of me that was like should i try to parse out actually what they're trying to say but exactly. i was like i just have to like try my best to understand That's what Zavaro. he's trying to say he yeah, looks badass yeah, Zabaro kind of looks dope. No, he is pretty sick. <laughs> That's and like then, a, a, a cool-ass Superman. Yeah, and like, then Zabaro's dad lived, and his name was like El Raj or something like that. They have to like build him a rocket to get him off the ship. <laughs> the premise. It looks like, a, like it has like it's fireworks attached ridiculous. to Ridiculous. How did you, Kenny, since yeah. you also read the comic, mm-hmm. how did you feel about the unknown Superman of 4,800? Wait, is that the not the million? No, he's the one that's all wrapped up. Oh, okay, so, and it, so was it ends up being Cal L. Just Cal L. Okay, how did what? you feel about him? Like before we got the reveal, yeah. I mean, I was just confused by all of those characters <laughs> because I wasn't sure how relevant any of them were before what I was seeing. Even yeah. the like the little Mad Hatter esque, you know, Superman. And, like I'm, I'm assuming those are all characters. I, yeah. I just assume they were all characters yes. from a pre like, well, a no. pre-existing. They're they're definitely created by Grant Morrison. Oh, okay. I think some of them had cameos in like DC one million pre like in nineteen ninety eight or whatever. Got you. But he like flushed out the characters more. Yeah. Um so the big reveal like that it is just Kal-El getting to see his dad again was kinda like oh but then it was also just a little confusing to me on like what time period that Kal-El was even supposed to be from? Was that like our it was, dying of solar radiation? Yes. Kal-El? So, yes. Yeah. And okay. so it's supposed to be in sequential order. We see young, you know, Cal- mm-hmm. uh, fucking Clark <laughs> trying to figure out if he's going to go to Metropolis and work at the Daily Planet or if he's going to stay at the farm with his dad. And mm-hmm. so his dad like hires three unknown people. And one of them's, uh, what's that fucking guy's name? It's Mr. Mixel Spitlick. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Paul Damien? He's like... Yeah, bat- I'm trying to find the issue. He's I like recognize him if you show me a picture. Let me look him up real quick. Mixel Sounds like uh, the good old high school this choir is, teacher, Mr. Spitlick. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mr. Mixel Spitlick. Yeah. And so there's a Superman. Yeah, that guy. There's a Superman that looks just like him. It is nice. him, isn't it? No, I think it's supposed to be like some sort of weird descendant where like, I guess he made love with like a Supergirl and they or had- Or maybe 
him and Superman be fucking. <laughs> and somehow and, they figured out how to reproduce. Well, I mean, Kryptonians, <laughs> man, you get some, a little bit of that yellow sunlight in them. Yep. They can do wonders. <laughs> they can do, they can reproduce anyway. Yeah. Any exactly. which way. <laughs> anyway, so there's three Superman, and one of them is the Superman that is destined to be one. One billion or whatever. Mm-hmm. One million. One yeah. million. And then there's Kal-El, but he's pretending to be the unknown Superman of 4,800. Mm-hmm. And he's he looks like a mummy Superman. Look. look he looks so... That's di- and pretty he's a, rad. He has a question mark. a question mark, mark for the, the uh, Superman symbol, which I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was my favorite thing about really that, cool. exactly. I uh, thought he looked so sick. But then, yeah, here, look, here's the, this is the other... Was that Mr. Snoopy Snapadak? <laughs> yeah, Snap Snapdak. Um, Mixel Spitlick. But that Superman has a different name than Mixel Spitlick. It's some other like YX, ZL, If you want either of y'all want to attempt it. I'm gonna try to attempt it. That's his name. It is Ooh. Yeah. Kliz Kliziak Kliziazik <laughs> I want to see that. Now. All right, your turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Exactly. No, they just threw wor- they just threw Kliz- letters together and were like, that's a name. <laughs> we should play Kliz- hangman with Kliz- that. <laughs> no, it's a real character. <laughs> yeah. so, sorry you don't know your characters. Yeah, we should play DC <laughs> hangman with that. And then what's oh, the God, oh he's uh the suit man of eighty 80- 85,250. Yeah. So that's the one I think that's nice. supposed to become Superman 1 million eventually. Oh, okay. Because that's, that's that the logo like. that Superman 1 million has on mm. his chest is just three, like, orb, or not orbs, mm. but like okay, now I see ovals or I'm gonna whatever. i go look at him at the end. Um, well, because there's, yeah, there's the gold Superman, and that's the one that I guess has been living in the Sun Forge for... Well, this one? Yeah, that one's not... Oh, so this is gold Superman is yeah, what you're trying to argue. This million. is not one million. No. Oh, I thought um, that one was one million. Let me look up Superman one million. Because look, he's even got an even different symbol. His is like a yin and yang symbol or, you know, yin and yang. I thought that was Superman. Oh, shit. You're right, Paul Damien. Okay, so this is is the one that I've always seen as Superman 1 million. And so when I I Google Superman 1 1 million, this is the one that comes up. Yeah. But that's look at the chess piece. I know. Because he's he's been sitting in the Sunforge for a million years. Yeah. So this is the prequel to Superman 1 or to DC 1 million. He turns into Superman 1 million. Yeah. He he even shows up with two pretty cool super people. Which I'm we don't even sure get yeah, that explanation for. So that, that's why I did like this. Is like it's like it's like the Spider Verse of yeah. Superman in a way. Mm-hmm. We got for an issue where she's like, like all these super people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about Jimmy Olsen in this book? I was confused by Jimmy Olsen in this book <laughs> because I just didn't realize that Jimmy Olsen was like that. Yeah. I guess my only exposure to Jimmy Olsen is from like the movies, the movies, or yeah, the animated series or where he's just like a little boy with the, a camera, exactly, yeah. where he's yeah. basically like a Peter Parker without powers. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it was just very um, different for me to experience. I mean, it's something I had to like. I got used to quickly, yeah. but at first it was just very like, oh, I didn't realize this character was. <laughs> like this you know like his, this outwardly like yeah his book in the silver age was absolutely quirky he was i think it was actually the late golden age is where jimmy olsen my like superman's pal jimmy olsen was the name mm-hmm. of the title or the title of the book 
and he would every issue would like turn into a woman or turn into a frog person or he would have to fight Jimmy Olsen robots or you know what I mean like it was just nonsense all the time and so Grant Morrison loves that shit and so of course he's gonna make his Jimmy Olsen like have experienced all that shit. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? He is coming from all of that, which makes sense. So I <laughs> so thought that's why you see Jimmy Olsen in drag at yeah, the beginning yeah. of the show. I thought it was a great dynamic to have in the comic to really like have like a nice variety of characters to kind of interact with. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll finish talking about All Star Superman. One thing I was also going to talk about is Lex Luthor in this book. And um, it's like, I w- like this is the kind of book that will make you really respect Lex Luthor as a villain. Like, he mm-hmm. comes off super strong and super powerful. But it also drives me a little bit nuts because he's just such an arrogant and vain guy going off of the mercy of a god choosing to not rip his fucking spine out. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the choice that Superman doesn't kill is the only reason Lex Luthor keeps to keep being himself. And yet he has, like, this crazy mentality of, like, I'm an equal or greater than this. And it's like, no, he's just choosing not to crush your skull in his fucking hands, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, he is on a whole other level from you. And that's the one reason that Lex Luthor will always drive me a little bit nuts is he is like this dominating powerhouse, but he's just put up against something that if Superman ever chose to do anything about it, he could literally just slap him to the floor and he'd be done. You know, yeah. like <laughs> that, that kind of reminds me of the show, the boys, um, because they have a character that's very much Superman, yeah. but he's kind of psychopathic. Homelander? Yes. So, the, yeah. I mean, exa- it's exactly that. Like, he, Homelander would never have a, a Lex Luthor because he would never put up with shit. Exactly. I, I think, know. No, but I think Lex Luthor's whole thing is that he knows that Superman would never kill him. You know mm. what I mean? Like, he is so arrogant and knows that Superman is doing everything that in, in his opinion yeah doing everything that he can to not be like this terrifying alien force yeah you know what i mean and so like he 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 leans on superman while also being the antithesis antithesis yeah. of superman you know what i mean absolutely uh what if what if superman was just like you know what? fuck it i'm gonna die so that's even kind of what i'm getting <laughs> at like He's done. Why does he need to like go out? You know, it's like might as well get rid of this one guy he knows is a horrible problem. You know, like I don't know. It goes back to that exactly that whole theory of like the non-kill rule when it comes to these heroes. And it, the thing is, is it's exactly at the end of the day that's Superman's weakness, in mm-hmm. my opinion. There, it, Superman has no weakness other than the fact that he refuses to kill. And I yeah. wouldn't call it a weakness so much as the one thing that they get to get away with on why he doesn't slaughter every single one of his bad guys and they get to come back every now and then, you know what I mean? And the fact that he gets to keep having stories because he's not just going around just punishing everyone, yeah. you know, and just just frank castle. It would be it. it'd be nothing. He'd literally be one punch man. It would take nothing for him to just go through the world stopping any force without even really having to put effort behind it. But that's why One Punch Man has to have, like, the funny side of it as well, Mm -hmm. is because if you were all super serious and killing everything all the time, it would be a bleak, horrible story. You know what I mean? I mean, that's why I think, if anything, in my opinion, Thor is a better Superman as far as his design, because he is this unstoppable god who genuinely has a weakness that can't ever be taken away from him, which is his need to be worthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something that mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that is what gives him his power. And that, but that also gives him like, I know it sounds fucked up, but that's what gives him like that moral drive. It like makes sense. They're a balance to each other. You know what I yeah. mean? Where Superman's just, oh, I'm just a good old country boy who's morally <laughs> straight because I'm a good old country boy. You know, like, I don't know. These are my weaknesses that's with um, Superman and why it's hard for me to read 
Superman books mm-hmm. and take it whole, you know, and, yeah. and whole because there's just these little cracks in his design, in my opinion, you know, that he's just an unstoppable thing. You know, he doesn't have anything, you know, once again, kryptonite is his weakness mm-hmm. until it's not, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point of like a Man of Steel. Like they they make it so that way uh, everything happens in Man of Steel. Like it goes to such an extreme just because Superman didn't just kill General Zod the first chance he got. Yeah. You know. And like, so like in the comic books, Superman is he, if you write it right mm-hmm. to his character, he will try to talk the villain out before mm-hmm. he ever throws a punch. Yes. You know what well, I mean? He's Naruto. <laughs> I mean, the, Superman will let the character throw punches knowing it's not going to do anything. Right. And still try to talk them out of it. Right. And so, I mean, I, I think, yeah, it is frustrating because it is this, this character that has every power at his, at his whim to take mm-hmm. out and nullify the, the enemy force. But what I guess what most people, what good writers are trying to do is like, tell a story where he doesn't have to use his mm-hmm. freeze breath or his laser mm-hmm. eyes or whatever. He can just use his words and just be like, Hey, come down from the ledge. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to do this. You know what I mean? And so I, that's why I like Superman. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I see characters like daredevil do that exact same shit and they're not the unstoppable <laughs> force that is Superman. So that's yeah. not even something that's unique to him, you know, no, at the yeah, end definitely. of the day, like that, that's just, that's just the premise of being a fucking hero, man. And I yeah. get that he's like the standard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's basically what all heroes branch from in existence is just exactly when you are the, the baseline of all things, you know, you're just going to be overpowered. Yeah. Who'd win in a fight? Goku or Superman? Goku. No, are we really going to do this conversation? Goku <laughs> it's win. Goku. It's yeah. Superman. It's Super Goku. Really? Yeah. You think so? Super. Can Goku live inside the sun? Yes. No. He cannot <laughs> live inside the sun. That's true. <laughs> I, I think I'm sure he actually could. I bet you anything. They'd make some excuse where he could like expend energy in a perfect the and like level amount that it would keep this heat from the sun from hurting him. <laughs> I'm think, saying that's fucking. I mean, with the power scaling in Dragon Ball Z, I could see it. Yeah. yeah. No. It, it arguably, I think they're both ever ending equals. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. literally, Goku has died a ton of times, and he just got new powers. Well, yeah. Not just like you know during Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. And they're gonna make more. So Dragon Ball Superman. Wait yeah, for exactly. Dragon Ball Super <laughs> Duper Man. <laughs> That's the next one. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else I also wanted to talk about? Oh, there was, there was two things I really liked that this comic did that I had never heard of in the DC universe. One of them was the Sun Eater. Oh, yeah. I fucking loved mm-hmm. that premise. I liked that it was just a giant space squid. And yeah. I thought it was a lot done a little bit cooler in the comic book too which is where we got that nice moment where it had obviously grown past him being able to keep it in captivity so we got to say goodbye to it and so it's like it chose to come back and rescue him and not even that it was just the coincidentally yeah, around like to do it you know it for solaris exactly yeah. so i thought that was like a really nice touch and literally when he killed it in the comic i was like oh i was like <laughs> you killed him just like superman was so that, was, that hit me a lot harder when i read it than when i saw it on screen um but the other thing was the black kryptonite which i don't know if that that was ever a thing before this and so there's it a wasn't whole in the in the, in the no, it wasn't yeah. in the movie so i was gonna tell you about it so there's a whole bit where they he, superman gets exposed to black kryptonite mm-hmm. and what it basically does is turn him into claw which is the reverse it turns him into the evil version of himself it like manipulates his mind and makes him bad that's, so, so that's interesting because that kind of follows along um 
the black rings but i mean the black rings more like death but it turns mm-hmm. into yeah. like a zombie the black lantern rings. Rings. yeah the black lantern rings so that's kind of interesting that they they would do that i i when it was happening in the comic book i thought it was bizarro Oh, really? I thought oh, it was really? turning him into Bizarro. And so when we did get the Bizarro issues later, yeah. I was a little confused. Because we like, even had the same black box yeah. writing and stuff. But it wasn't so much the reverse talking as much as just him saying, like, evil shit. <laughs> yeah, like the obvious. Dude, Paul Damon, you should read that issue. I think it's issue three. Yeah, it's pretty it's, early on. It's literally, yeah, ba- or Superman becomes, like, evil Superman. And it's not too generic and his what ends up fighting him and like subduing him mm-hmm. is jimmy olsen becomes doomsday <laughs> oh nice it's pretty interesting okay. it's uh, pretty cool yeah because it's I'll not a doomsday a trying to kill superman it's just trying to un- like rid him of the poisoning it's the yeah. one person who doesn't get superman's powers in the comics he instead <laughs> yeah. gets superman's villain he gets doomsday <laughs> Uh, it's a but, good book yeah but i definitely thought those were like two neat little things that i was definitely into reading when they were happening so i was like oh yeah do they evil. show any bizarro like origins or anything um there? it's implied that quintum has been using the underverse to make his own bizarros mm-hmm. but not necessarily the origin of bizarro world have or you all like seen that. like the origin of bizarro no. or anything it's um bizarro is a is a clone of Superman. He's a failed, He's a clone, failed clone of clone. Superman. But his, um, I don't know if it was in the older comics as well, but the ones I've, the more recent ones yeah. I've read. Oh, the New 52 like, origin. Which yeah. is going to be the canon he origin be, now. Um, it, it was labeled B0. Yeah. <laughs> and he just read it as Bizarro. He's like, that's my name. Yeah. <laughs> so, I did like that origin. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that was cool. That was done by Lex Luthor, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a failed clone of, of Superman of, from, from like Luthor. Luthor. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it even has a little bit of Luthor's DNA in it. Or No, I think so that that's the, Connor that's, Kent. That's, that's so then Connor. the yes. Underverse wouldn't even really be a thing in the New 52, or at least not as far as like Bizarro's homeworld, or at least Maybe. origin world. Because yeah. Yeah. that's what it kind of inquired in this, or implied yeah. in this, gotcha. is that it's like where they're from is this square. It almost essentially is they're like from a the like, Oppo- like reverse universe Earth. yeah like a, yeah. A, a reverse universe you know of ours the ultimate um, the, the houses there are like they look like tim burton-esque like mm-hmm. twisty all like crazy and shit and it's always like nighttime and it's like depressing i was like so, genuinely like wolf this issue <laughs> really, i mean the thing is, is like if it wouldn't have, if it wouldn't be for the dialogue i think that would be a great Issue. premise or great yeah. i mean that's something you could expand on i was like they could do a whole animated movie based on that just don't make the bizarros talk like that unless it's, <laughs> unless you're going to do it a thousand times better um so since the world is like a a cube uh uh-huh. are, are spheres opposite to cubes <laughs> like all their wheels oh, are cubes. Right. well no he invents the wheel and blows their mind remember <laughs> he like, shows bro. them a wheel and they're like oh my god <laughs> this is terrible is yeah. what they actually say that's awesome <laughs> it's so funny yeah no superman literally invents the wheel in the two bizarro <laughs> issues god nice. damn it yeah because there is there's two bizarro issues because the first one is they're unleashed on the earth by yeah. accident and so mm. superman saves them but he has to take them to the underverse and then that's when the second issue comes in and he has it's to him dealing with getting off of the underverse yeah, yeah. i felt bad because uh zabaro stays there yeah he was like desperate mm-hmm. like he was like i noticed the rocket only has room for one and superman was like i promise you if i survive i will come back for you and he doesn't survive <laughs> <when> I- <laughs> He, he's gonna go back when he's superman one million true what if he goes back and like it's... he's dead 
<laughs> Zabaro is like Superman negative one million. Yeah, exactly. He's pissed. He's like, you left me here for a million years. <laughs> He's like, I've gained the power. <laughs> I ate all of the other <laughs> Bizarros. And, yeah, and he gained their power. That's I, how that works. I love Zabaro. It's such a cool name. It's so dumb and stupid. Dude, we should write a Zabaro. Mini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm about it. I'm down. Um, we'll record a whole episode where we uh we write it yeah, up. Yeah, brainstorm ideas for this. I mean, we got it right here. It's, here we go. It's, super, it's Superman 1 million versus Zabaro negative 1 million. Negative 1 million. He <laughs> went back in time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so lately, they've been making two-parters for the animated films whenever it's a longer book. Yeah. They did that for The Dark Knight Returns. They made two mm-hmm. animated Which films. Which I've still never seen. If that's something y'all ever want to oh, do. that's a good one. We should do that and read the book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If that's yeah. something y'all want to do, it's something I didn't yeah, read or watch along with y'all when y'all got all into it in yeah. that time period. And then now they're going to do it with The Long Halloween by Jeff Loeb oh, and Tim really? Sale. They're going to come out with two of two movies for that one book, and it's also just twelve issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like this, though. It's something that's got a lot. That's in what it, I was right? going to ask. If do you think that this was kind of a mistake to do it back in 2011 when one, not a lot of people were paying attention to the animated movies, and two, they could have maybe expand expanded on it more and had all twelve issues in the animated film. I feel like it's crazy to me how many DC animated films came out in the 2011 kind of era. It's like there, obviously, yeah. there's been a there's been like a a click of people that have been really into this genre that we just yeah weren't aware of because exactly it's like who was paying attention to these movies <laughs> before now? I understand now that the DC universe, you know, you know, uh, cinematic universe is blown up a little bit, but before that, it's like who, yeah, who the fuck was watching any of this shit before? But um, I don't know. I think. I think they took what they needed from this and put it in the movie just right. I think if, exactly the Bizarro thing would have just been water, you know, watering it down even more mm-hmm. so to where the overall story arc would have just been kind of lost by the end. Yeah. People have been like, "Wait, what the fuck is this movie even about anymore?" <laughs> Wait, is Superman dying? I That's forgot. Kind of how I felt yeah. throughout the movie. So. so it is kind of hard to parse. Do you mm-hmm. think then that this movie is only truly accessible to those that have read the book? No, because no. you didn't. And you think it was accessible? You I could mean, understand what yeah, was going I on, obviously. Going on, it was just, I, it felt drawn out. Do you feel like you would get the most out of it if you had read the book first? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, th- I think I got the most out of it because I read the book first. And I think I got more out of the book from actually watching the animation. Because, like I told you, I was a little aloof to some of the things like Clark Kent? Clark Kent being klutzy to like save a guy's life. Like, I just thought he was yeah. bumped in. I thought that, mm-hmm. I thought all that was just him being like, oh, I'm Clark Kent. I have to be particularly goofy and aloof right now. And yeah. not actually that he's like being like, because there was a second part when it's the whole parasite bit. And I mean, yeah. I saw him doing all of the, you know, Superman parts, but except for where he actually causes the earthquake himself. Yeah. I actually had to go back and look at that in the comic. Like, oh, yeah, he did it himself in the comic <laughs> book, too. Fuck. Um, so that, like, really blew me away that I missed those little nuances like that. Um, you know, so. There is this one diagram in the back of the book, because mm-hmm. we have the collected edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this one diagram at the back of the book that shows, like, Frank Quietly's um, like blueprint for how he would draw Clark Kent versus Superman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show it to Paul Damien now. And I just love it where it, it mm. like quietly allows Clark Kent to slouch 
and like let his jaw kind of hang so he's like a little pudgy you know what i mean it it shows him as this like lumbering farm boy that is it's like his environment is suddenly too small and it's not these yeah. open like cornfields he's forced to be like contained yeah, yeah. And so it that's why he's like a klutz. You know what I mean? In quotes, is because he's he's too big and he's kicking shit over. Yeah, he's a bull in a china cabinet. Yeah. He's in a china cabinet. In a china cabinet. What is it? China he's, store. He's more like a big dumb dog. Yeah. Yeah. But it's you know. crazy to see the baselines and how they're the same shape. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just basically lines drawn. You know, it's like an S shape versus just a beautiful straight line for that spine. And it makes yeah. all the difference in their posture. Mm. How do you feel about that? That's sick. I, I think that's awesome the way that they could do that. Like, look at this where he's like real schlubby. You know, I liked I, mean? I liked Frank Quietly's Clark Kent a lot. That this was one of those things where I could feel like people would not realize these are the same person. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. exactly that shows right there that a guy could change his posture just enough to be two completely different people. And that mm. you know, yeah. So I thought the artwork that you're right it really highlighted that aspect. You know, um, do you guys want to get into some negatives? Yeah. Superman um, sucks. <laughs> no, but um, I know that Paul Damien disliked a lot of Lois's dialogue because <laughs> yeah. she was kind of she's kind of picking at yeah. Superman a little too much. And then I know that there's the quantum state where that the <laughs> that the quantum mummy. No, you were the part I was laughing yes. at. Well, just okay. So that's the one thing I'll complain about Grant Morrison's writing is some of his dialogue is. Cheesy as shit. It's like he loves 70s comics so much he has to write just fucking like them. And so exactly that part where she's he's like, she's alive and dead at the same time. And then when she comes out of she's like, I was alive and dead at the same time. <laughs> I'm alive, but I'm dead. <laughs> See, and I love that shit. I like I guess I guess there should be a stamp right on the cover of the book that says for sure written by you know Morrison. You I know what I mean? Like, I wish there was a stamp that was just a block of cheese. I could just do that and say this is just gonna have some cheesy fucking dialogue. What does that mean? Morrison approved. Yeah. <laughs> Morrison approved. That Morrison cheesy dialogue. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, it's it's exactly that. It's like it's just the love of the whole lore of and and capturing that feel mm -hmm. at the same time. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's it, Lois is. Um, I love Lois in this in this story. Yeah. I think that she shows herself as being capable, mm -hmm. which sometimes that doesn't always come through the right way. Like Amy Adams, kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, like Zack Snyder's for yeah. sure, yeah. Zack Snyder, Lois Lane, because less like, than capable. Yeah, I, I do like that she does deliver the one like clarifying line in Batman v Superman, where it's like Martha is his mom. You it's know, his like <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like okay, finally we get someone's just saying it outright rather than like cryptic ass shit yeah, the whole did time. Someone get there already. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I you know, you know that's one thing I want to talk about this real quick. Batman yeah. v Superman. Yeah, that's one thing that I can very admirably admire about this movie mm -hmm. is that um, they kind of like hit two birds with one stone with two movies that I didn't necessarily want to see in a movie, which was, you know, Dark Knight Returns and The Death of Superman. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was kind of a clever way to just be like, 
Yeah, we we did those. And don't those are, a, don't ask again. They're you know two ginormous I mean? titles, exactly. exactly. Things people would mm-hmm. demand separately, really, and they were like, "Screw it, we're just gonna blend them," and they're just gonna have to accept it for what it is. And yeah. that's really what we got. I think only Zack Snyder was the kind of person that could have probably done it and not <laughs> yeah. had the entire world burn it to the ground. You know, so I would have much rather had them make two separate movies. Really? Yes, I would love to have watched uh, Death of Superman. See, personally, I don't care for either of those stories i do like the middle area of death of superman where he is dead and then there's the four new supermen that come out of it mm. yeah like imagine that put to screen though that would have been well i mean i, it I think been it's just rough as hell that they've already done an animated movie of both of those yeah. Yeah. so they wouldn't they don't want to do that again you know yeah. what i mean because what what's left to flesh out you know yeah so they just kind of made their own story yeah I mean, yeah, that's that's one thing that I also like about this book is that besides, I guess, Parasite and the underground lizard men, mm-hmm. um, all of these characters, like I said earlier, w- are characters that will forever be part of Superman's yeah. mythos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, like you get to see the city of Kandor. Yeah, exactly. And that's Brainiac shrunk that. So that's just like another tie-in yeah. to part of his mythos. Exactly. In the comic book, it's cool because there's the issue where Quintum is um, like having console, not console. What is it like? Council, yeah. Council, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Council. It with... drove me a little bit nuts just intertwine the or just to interject a little bit that they don't have the ability to make them bigger again, but they mm-hmm. can temporarily become small to go into that city if they need to. I was like, <laughs> they can't reverse engineer that technology. That like, come on, like uh, if you can make yourself tiny and then become big again later, you should be able to make the tiny people become big again permanently. I'm sure there's some Brainiac sort of super smart. <laughs> you can't. I mean, you that's. Do you think it's more true. like a curse? It's yeah. like it's so layered in like the way he did it you there's know? so much hokey there's definitely a hokey explanation on why they can't do it that, that drove easily. me just a tiny bit nuts that <laughs> it's it was been just like too long since they've been small and now <laughs> if you try to make them big it's because people have been born the people that are living right there were born small they can't they, be big now because <laughs> yeah, they didn't really exactly they, they didn't understand they didn't really explain in the in the, in in the, the movie, movie what he did with them he's just like i found a suitable place to take them the fuck does that mean, Superman? Oh shit! Did I leave that in my mother's house? God damn it! <laughs> just like took him to a zoo and just like put him between like the ants and the fucking termites or something. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you guys used to be on Krypton. <laughs> I just I, I like it in the comic book because they're still small, and so they go into Superman's bloodstream oh, to try and fight his illness. It, I like, forgot they about literally that. Literally, are in there. That happens po- in the comic. Yes, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying they're, to fight. This. That's how they tie in. Candor. They're yeah. trying to stop his blood from exploding. Yeah, and so they're like literally in there punching like white blood cells or whatever. <laughs> they're like fighting them. Yeah. But at the beginning yeah. of that issue, he visits a bunch of kids in a cancer ward. And mm-hmm. so when he goes and visits them again, he unleashes them onto yeah. the He's like, here, I brought some oh, friends. And he's so like, they can fight the cancer? Yeah, because he literally mentions like Kryptonian disease is way beyond you, but any human disease should be easy to stomp out. And so he goes and throws a bunch of midget or tiny little people. <laughs> <laughs> He goes and throws out a bunch of fucking microscopic is the word my brain is trying to say. Canceled. I know, I am canceled. He throws out a bunch of microscopic little people into a bunch of cancer kids without their permission. And so that makes that's you... a little dirty. Yeah, actually. Is that statutory? What if 
what if the whole city of Kandor was unleashed upon the world and they fought all of human diseases? Exactly. Would that create, like, you know, there's always that theory that the reason why Reed Richards doesn't just automatically cure cancer is because it would destabilize, like, I don't know, the pharmaceutical business. And then if the pharmaceutical business fails, then the government fails yeah. or some, some dumb shit. With, it would even fuck with, like, population. You know what right. I mean? There's, like, a million reasons he chooses to let natural things stay in order. Yeah. Right. And he so do you think that that, that kind of rings true? And, and and if the people of Kandor were just, like, super, like, ants that flew around curing everything and fixing everything on a microscopic level, it would fuck up the world? Yeah. I and, actually believe that that is a good argument that Marvel has made for things like that, and it makes total sense. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it would ring true just as much in the DC universe. Yeah. You know, that you can't take away all disease or and what the fuck. You know, you're just going to, I mean, where does that end but more immortality, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it'll be fine if we start expanding. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, I mean, expanding what our uh, buttholes. To other, I mean that too, <laughs> but mainly to um, other other planets. But yeah, you want to expand your butthole so the Kryptonians can go right up your ass. Would you? Do you believe that we have a fuel source powerful enough to get us to other planets outside of our solar system? Because that's actually a big thing that's like mm. up to question now. Is that we don't even have like the Whoa. the right power to the get the right there. power. Like we haven't even created a, a source of power power strong enough to get us. Because obviously we can't travel at light speed, and that's what it's essentially mm -hmm. going to require for us to get out of the well, solar system. It would be best if you could travel faster than light. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's ways to try to cheat that. If if we had a hyperfuel right. and we launched out into space, we'd be destroying space's ozone mm -hmm. layer. Are you kidding? <laughs> but, well, I, I'm pretty sure we would find something to destroy anywhere we go. Yeah, no, like, for sure, yeah. yeah. We'd land the, on like, I have to believe that going fast isn't the answer so much as learning no, to not. preserve ourselves you know right. cryo sleep is the is the more realistic response because Whoa. you know you can't just shoot yourself through space isn't empty you know yeah. what i mean there's all kinds of shit floating out there so it's like what are you going to smash through going you know we'd also have to anticipate things that we can't even truly comprehend like physically yeah so like we would have to develop an ai system that would be able to learn out on the job to navigate while we're asleep faster than light yeah, yeah. well the the problem isn't is more time is 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 anything so like oh, yeah. obviously like cryo that makes some sense but it's just that like say you're traveling at any relative speed is something that's a thousand light years away that's a thousand years later say you're in cryo i mean humanity could be dead by then yeah you know what i mean, that's I mean it's all problem. relative exactly yeah so i just thought of a dope story idea mm -hmm. what if like i was saying like we don't develop an ai that can navigate through space while the rest of the you know, crew is in cryogenesis or whatever. And so we send a pilot, but the pilot is also with like a pregnant woman. And so like the pilot has to raise the sun to then pilot the ship, continue piloting the ship <laughs> after he's long dead, because that's how long the journey that would, would be take. Actually really cool. That would be a cool comic. Like a, it's like yeah. a story. And we're like, five generations into this legacy of pilots who have <laughs> yeah. been getting from earth to like centauri 10 or whatever you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. it's always centauri i don't know why that's like the one to go towards but but i think in in star trek what they do to solve these problems is um teleportation they have a <laughs> somewhat yeah yeah but though no, they have a I, I think it's called i don't remember what it's called i'm not going to try to it's too it. much nerd shit but, um, yeah I'm just you kidding. basically just 
fucking Star Trek. Just make it so you fold space time both in front oh, of you. Oh, yeah. It's like the so fucking you're essentially moving Sam Neill event horizon. Yeah. Well, that's event more horizon. like a wormhole. That's oh, a wormhole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he. It, but like it's he like condensing. Condense space time both in front and behind you so you're. You're more moving the universe than moving yourself. Yeah. Interesting. You know, you're more like a rock skipping across the surface of the universe exactly. versus just punching right through it. You know I wonder I mean? how much of that is theory and how much of that can actually be practical. That's way more possible than really? anything else we've Look, I got like anything else. I thought of a fun idea for like a story while we were sitting all here and I I don't know why I would love it to be like almost like done like kind of cowboy fucking bebop space bop whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy Space Bob. <laughs> Cowboy Space Bob. Um, I was going to say, no, just imagine like exactly that issue where like the first people trying to travel outside of our solar system mm-hmm. would end up like traveling for like thousands of years in cryo sleep. But then within that thousand years, technology would advance so much that we'd find better ways yeah. to do it. So then we'd have cleanup crews going around finding all those people stuck in cryo sleep traveling at a thousand years and like rescuing them and like pulling them together. And it's just like a story about that crew that goes around and finding like old yeah, launched some, missions to get out of the solar system. You know, sometimes they're like, they're like, no, we're on a mission. You can't stop us. Yeah, like, like, exactly. That was, homie, that was 20,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, exactly. <laughs> That'd be a kind of a cool little premise because that would happen, you know yeah. what I mean? And those early missions would end up having to just be like rescued and like kind of uh-huh. like, maybe like, oh, hey, by the way, you've been asleep so long. We breathe five different liquids <laughs> now, you know? Like, <laughs> we can photosynthesize. We now. don't eat anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we would have different evolutions of people and that'd be like, a, that'd be a neat mm-hmm. and be very Futurama. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Let's do it. I like that at the end of All-Star Superman, we're coming up with all these neat uh, sci-fi <laughs> story ideas. I mean, well, at the end of the day, Superman is an alien, pure sci-fi. And so I, 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 I like this book because it gets hokey and goofy mm-hmm. and definitely more on the fiction side of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, as Paul Damien was right when we've turned on the movie, complaining about some, some, some <laughs> dumb bullshit, that something, some quintum fucking cooked up yeah um let's talk about the end of this book and the implications of its future because uh quintum uh, superman gives quintum like his own like dna process yeah. or so structure it, mm-hmm. so yeah in the book it he gives it to quintum which is like all well i guess it is in the movie too it's who he gives it to but it just made more sense in i the, feel like it's, in it's the end of the book better in the book yeah sure. that he like explains like look i made i don't even remember that so <laughs> yeah he's basically like look i figured out my dna for you so you can potentially clone me here you go have fun and then i think quintum says at some point that they will need a a healthy human egg to oh yeah to mm. even reproduce the Superman hinting that Lois Lane will be the surrogate yeah. for Super yeah. Baby and so I don't know I just I love the way that this story ends because Lex kind of sees the world as Superman does with mm-hmm. all of his infinite power and all mm-hmm. of his infinite vision literal physical vision and the only reason I can argue that we don't get to see that is that it's it's literally that's just it it's so incomprehensible uh, to us that true. you have to be Superman to, to even, even see it get to the imagining what he saw in that that's moment, a good you call. know um yeah I mean that's it, <laughs> it, the final battle is that. is the the whole structure of this story is so perfect because it's literally Lex tricking Superman to poison over poisoning his his cells over mm-hmm. like overcharging his battery them. Yeah. yeah and and at the same time Lex is on death row and it's like 
fuck. It's literally the final story of these two characters, these two adversaries mm-hmm. that is almost like Superman and Darkseid literally throwing punches at each other mm-hmm. until the end of time. Until the end of their time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like this cool idea that like, this is it. This is how we both finish both of our stories. And it's it's very poetic and I, I love it a lot. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just, it goes on from there. Superman has to change the poisoning of the sign Mm -hmm. because now it's turning blue. And so he has to go into the sun forge and fix the sun for a million years. (laughs) What is the, what is the stupid evil sun's name? Solaris. Solaris. I will say I liked what Superman said to Solaris before his final punch more in the comic than what they chose to retcon it to in the, in, in, the in the animation, which in the comic, he's, Solaris says, mercy, and he says, you'll survive, and he punches him. And then in the, in the animation, it was something like, I'm all out of mercy, or something like yeah. that. And I was like, that was so unlike Superman. I felt like the you'll survive is so much more like, Definitely. I am being merciful, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to hit you so hard, you're going to die, I promise. God, that's... Ah, uh, is that that's such a good one-liner. Just like you'll survive, <laughs> fuck. And because he knows for a fact, Solaris has a future. You know, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> God damn, that's so good. Okay, so let's go back to the final theory we talked about at the beginning. Do you guys think that Leo Quintum is Lex Luthor? Well, I didn't even think about that theory until you brought it up. But yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It to I mean, I guess what we're supposed to understand is like in the split second. Before or he actually went back in time and is yes. now pretending to be someone else is what we're supposed mm. to understand. He's managed to time travel and has gone back. I don't know. I mean, it it make it makes sense, but it also just sounds like silly fan nonsense that people would come up with. And I guess it, the only I, I would like to believe that Quintum existed outside of this comic. The fact that he doesn't is the only reason I would want to believe that that is true. Beyond yeah. that, I don't want to give Lex Luthor that out. You know? Yeah, I would, mm-hmm. I would really like that idea, but I genuinely believe that they're like, okay, Lex Luthor, let's just kill you like we had (laughs) planned Uh in the first place but this time we're just gonna do it immediately yeah you know it's yeah it's interesting um i i I do like the idea mm -hmm. but at the same time the only reason i won't give it full merit is because there really isn't too much in the comic that really hints at that other than you know quintum being a brand new character to the book um but yeah do we do we want to keep talking about Superman? Do, do we feel fulfilled? I didn't think I was going to talk about Superman for an hour and five minutes. So <laughs> we did it, or however long this is. Would, yeah, uh, hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, hit us up on that Instagram. And it's, if there's anything anybody wants us to read, that's the other thing. You yeah, know, if there's yes. anything anybody just wants to hear us jackasses talk about, that's the one thing I'd be most. Yeah. You know, interested to hear. We'll have our DMs open. You want to fucking force us to do Umbrella Academy? Slide slide into those DMs. Slide dirty into my DMs, you know? Send us the funniest meme you got. Comic book readers. Uh, Well, it's in the description of this episode for sure. Well, I'm excited for For... next week. Oh, you want to hint at what's coming next week? Yes. I I mean, I kind of just want to say it. Can you say the artist's name? Uh, no, I mean, yes, I, I can. I can pull it up if you want. But next week, please tune in because we're going to be reviewing uh, Ronin Island by and Greg Pak. And this is the one I want to hear. Yes, no, I, I know how to say it. Give me one second. Let me try to find <laughs> it so I can read it. Where Mila is... Nongianis. 
It's 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 pronounced Yian Giannis. Giannis. Giannis Milo no Giannis. Milo no okay. Giannis. Yes. Milo no Giannis. Milo. So yeah, Greg Pak and Giannis Milo no Giannis. Milo yes, but I'm really excited Giannis. to talk oh, about it. Oh, his name is literally Giannis I'm Giannis. Really That's yeah. <laughs> it's Yan I think it's Giannis. Giannis. I don't Giannis. know. I don't know how to say it. What were you saying, Paul Damien? God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was just saying I'm really excited to talk about it next yeah. week. Um uh I've already finished it, but I will read it again. Just so I have more to talk about, because I think I just got excited and read it all. No, that's, <laughs> that's dope. I'm excited. That's, I'm that's glad you did. I'm fine. the one who wanted to read a samurai book, you know. Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad that you're the one who like really got excited about. It. And the thing is, that's how I felt. Like since we've been reading comics, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like these more like like the non DC and Marvel stuff that's really excited gotten yeah. me. You know, I mean, like Little Bird and things that we've read in the it's past just a few one weeks. Takeaway story. Yeah, I mean, they're like these one and done. Some of them have like, I mean, like Sex Criminals was ginormous you know what i mean but those are the books that it's because there's so much more freedom and liberty they can take Mm -hmm. in their storytelling you know what i mean it really there's also not like 80 years of continuity that you kind of have to know beforehand absolutely and i mean like i'm stories like little bird and coda are such a good example of having like immense world building in their first issue that's Mm -hmm. like so crazy but they do such a fantastic job of being like this is the world we're in get used to it right now and then beyond that it's just like holy shit and you know it's just a fun experience to kind of get through so that's right it's the stuff that i've really clinged to because i think it's very fresh you know what i mean exactly it's not a character that's been we're going on a hundred years of superman you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) holy shit so but i will say that was something uh I thought it was amazing that you did point out is that the you no know, at the end of the day the meta you know the myth the mythos of Superman is something that will forever stay the same you know what I mean look at how much the X Men have changed and how much that team is going to forever evolve, change and yeah. evolve and be mm-hmm. a bunch of teams really you know what and I mean that, that falls on a meta narrative too because it's all about evolution mm-hmm. you know what I mean so so, so it's like neat to see that the Superman is the other side of that coin of being a constant yeah. characters you can always know you're going to go back to and get exactly what you got the last time you read them you know yeah. so that's dope yeah um Paul Damien thank you for being on the first comic book episode yeah. I can't wait for you to that's actually read the, the comic one. I know right <laughs> it's not the first one what yeah. was the first comic this is yeah, the first comic. You did, this you is the did first podcast. one I've been on but that's this what we're saying the first comic book well episode. your first comic you <laughs> Um, uh, come back next week, guys. Follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the the description. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Like first and foremost, yes. I, I'm saying it all backwards. <laughs> it's okay. But <laughs> yeah, um, next week's Ronan Island. We will uh, see y'all then, or we will see you on another time. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Thanks, Paul Red. <laughs> <laughs>